Welcome to episode 49 of the Ministry of Scale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Join us as we discuss trends, learn from experts, and share practical tips to help you multiply your digital impact. Right now, we're sharing with you some of the best content from the Digital Ministry Conference that happened back in October. Have you ever had your assumptions challenged in a good way? That's exactly how I felt listening to today's speaker. He encouraged us to slow down and think, to think about the why we market and communicate the way we do, not just can we, but should we? He also asked some really insightful questions about how we're collecting data. In just a moment, Jason Thacker of the ERLC is going to be sharing with us some very thought-provoking concepts as it relates to ethics in the digital communication. Have you ever felt like you're doing digital ministry in a vacuum? Have you ever wondered how other ministries are performing? We recently released the 2021 Digital Ministry Benchmark Study free to the public. This covers donations, social media, email, and lots of other stuff. In addition, we're offering a scorecard so you can see exactly how you stack up with other ministries, and it will share with you the best next thing that you should be focusing your energies on. This scorecard is a $200 value that we're giving away for free along with the benchmark study. Just go to 5q.com slash scorecard. That's F-I-V-E-Q.com slash scorecard. often tempting to spend countless hours and to learn all the tips and tricks about how to craft messages in order to meet what the algorithm prizes. But what if we took a similar approach and asked if we should even be using particular tools, given how they can affect others and how they can shape the conversation? guys. My name is Jason Thacker. I think everything's working there. Um, I don't have any slides, so I'm typically one who doesn't present with a lot of slides, but I'm really excited to join with you today. I appreciate Josh um, and the time that he took to kind of walk through a lot of the analytics. As someone who spent over a decade in communications and marketing, um, I can attest to a lot of those tools and how uh, helpful they are, especially as we seek to move our ministries forward. Uh, But one of the things we're going to do a little bit different in this session is think about some questions that people don't often like to think about or that are not always attractive to think about, especially in terms of marketing, um, which is the ethics behind our engagement. Um, Thinking slowing down in a society that continually prizes speed and efficiency to slow down and ask some of the hard questions about not just should we or not just can we do something, but should we? Because the reality is, in our digital age today, these tools that we use, uh, often digital tools, wield enormous influence and power over those we serve in our ministries. These tools have the ability to shape our engagement with others, our outlook or our worldview, and often our communities themselves as we're exposed to more and more content than ever before. And I firmly believe for all of the benefits of these digital tools and online engagement, As God's image bearers, we're simply not created to process the sheer amount of information uh, that we receive, whether it's in in a specific moment of just logging on to our Facebook feed or our Twitter feeds or Instagram or Slack, the amount of information in those moments. But even think about how much that compiles throughout the day and how much information uh, we end up processing. We are simply unable to process that much information, and it's starting to show. Because for all of the promises of the digital age, so many of those promises have come true in certain ways, but we've seen kind of this 
um, underbelly of a lot of different ethical issues and social challenges come along with that. You may recall even over the last few weeks, um, a lot of the exposés surrounding Facebook and a lot of um, practices in many ways, bad practices that Facebook has had, and a lot of the ways that it's being used in nefarious ways to shape our society in devastating ways, especially for teenage girls, um, Instagram and other social media platforms to shape the our, our public discourse in terms of the rise of misinformation and polarization especially in the name of engagement, as well as shaping even our church communities and the people that we pastor and that we minister to as troll farms and bad actors have been shown to operate many of the most popular Christian pages on Facebook itself. But for all of the flack that I think Facebook is getting right now, much of it in many ways deserved, I think it's far too simplistic to say that Facebook is really the problem here, that they just need to have some better practices, they need to have some better tools, because reality is, is that these technologies are shaping and forming us. And it's not just Facebook, it's actually other platforms as well. Because if we slow down in an age that, as I said, continually prizes efficiency and speed, if we slow down and ask some of these hard questions about what really is technology, Often, I think we think of technology as simply the tools we get to use, and we can choose to use them in good or bad ways, and that's helpful. But I think technology is much bigger than that a lot. It has a much more profound impact on our lives than we often realize. One of the most influential figures in my life is a man, a late French sociologist named Jacques Ellul, who described technology as not just merely a tool that we use, but what he called more of a totalizing force that shapes everything about our world and our worldview toward a particular end or a particular goal. Ellul argued that technology, it forces us often to choose the most efficient method in all of life in order to continue to spread the influence and kind of impact of technology and its dominance over every aspect of our life. He argued that often as we seek to choose these kind of more efficient means is that we often neglect some of the ethical issues and social challenges that come along with that. And while there's a lot more to his thought that we won't take time to dive into tonight, or excuse me, this afternoon, I think it's helps. it kind of helps us to understand the impact and the role of these tools and our responsibility in using them and how we use them um, in our ministries, because he helps us to see some of the social and ethical predicaments that we're in today, and also the role that we play as marketers and content strategists and ministry leaders over people and the high calling and the responsibility and stewardship that we have to think wisely about the methods that we use each day. Because I said, a lot of uh, companies today are using data and um, collecting data on us as we use these platforms in order to gain invaluable insights into things like our shopping, our reading, our viewing habits. And while these things can be used for good, they can also be used in really dangerous or nefarious ways. These, this data is often used to strengthen predictive advertising uh, products and improve user services. And this isn't limited just to Facebook. This is other technology giants, especially Google and Twitter and others who use these methods to micro-target and to craft ads to better suit us. And in the end, to really increase profit, both for the advertiser and the platform itself. And several of the kind of major ethical issues often go unnoticed in these conversations. We are in this society that's constantly prizing efficiency and speed and kind of the technical method above all. We often fail to ask the hard questions of how was this data captured in the first place? 
What are some of the things that we need to be aware of as we use these services? And how is the data or these predictive tools being used to influence the behavior of people in the real world? In a digital culture that's constantly moving faster and faster in order to keep up with the pace of technological and social change, one of the most important steps, I think, as ministry leaders that we can do is to slow down. Um, and to ask these hard questions, not just of can we do something or can we use this tool, but should we? And that should we is really the question of ethics. And you might not have thought that you were signing up to that as we're talking about in driving engagement and encouraging people and helping to bolster the, the influence and engagement on our platforms. But I think it's a really important question for us as Christians uh, to be thinking about is should we do something and asking that kind of ethical question. Because today, when we sign up for new online services or we use various smart devices or tools or gadgets, we often always sign, sometimes unknowingly, a consent for our data to be taken, even if we rarely read them. Uh, They're often called click wraps, where we often don't read these terms and conditions and things. Um, And so I think that when we're talking about the ethics of engagement and we're talking about the ethics of marketing, that sometimes we need to be asking, well, not just should, can we do something, but should we? Because the, in the abundance of data that's collected and analyzed and used, it can create the shadow text of information, a predictive analysis based on this collective data about a person, about their behavior, about their environment, and even their psychology. And some of those insights can be used for good reasons and good purposes, but often they can be exploited to exploit divisions or to exploit uh, temptations or to encourage people to do things that they maybe not would do otherwise. These uh, predictive things have been shown to be used to sway elections, to manipulate customers and even fuel divisive movements. And while the predictions themselves aren't bad in themselves, they can be exploited not only by companies, but also marketers and bad actors who treat other people as just mere data points. It's just a a dot or an extra click or a page view. So as Christian leaders, I encourage us to step back and to ask some of these fundamental questions about how we use these digital tools and how they're shaping and forming us as people and to help reframe how we think about the ethics of marketing today. So one of the things I want to do is kind of talk about a couple different principles that I think kind of rise to the top, at least in my mind, in terms of the type of content uh, that we use and the methods that we use in terms of marketing and sharing and connecting with others. Because as we've talked about, these tools are incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful in terms of their disciple making aspects and how they shape and form people, especially in an increasingly polarized society. I think one of the big principles that we can be thinking about when we're crafting messages or crafting content or doing data analytics, et cetera, is to think about and slow down to think about avoiding the tendency to amp up tensions and divisions in order to increase engagement. I think this was pretty clearly seen in a 2018 change to the Facebook algorithm where it was designed to encourage people to connect more, but it actually had a completely opposite effect where it fueled a lot of polarization, it fueled a lot of tribalization and divisive content and even misinformation online, but it yielded higher engagement. And so if we think of our goal is to just have higher engagement, we can use whatever means necessary to do that. 
But I think as Christians, we have a higher calling than just increasing our engagement. And that's getting back to some of the things that Tabitha talked about and Josh talked about, about our goals. What's our kept promise? What's our, our purpose as an organization? And so I think it's especially prominent in social media environments to slow down and in, in these environments that are designed to encourage engagement and seeing those as the true success, marker of success and exposure. Because slowing down to evaluate our messages and how they're likely to be received is the loving thing to do, as God calls us, as Christ calls us in Matthew 22, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. So we can ask questions like, is the, are the messages that we're creating, are they intent on stirring outrage on a particular issue or topic? Are we representing those with whom we very much disagree in the best possible light? Or are we playing to straw man caricatures of their views in order to gain higher click-throughs or page views or even engagement on our post? I love this term called nut-picking. I don't know if you've heard that before, but are we nut-picking um, in terms of taking the worst possible view of someone else and saying that this kind of this is a representative view of an entire ide ideology or thought um, in, in order just to increase our engagement online? Or are we sensationalizing a moment and or, or are we seeking to edify others in terms of our goal and our purpose? Another big principle that I think is and not just avoiding the tendency to amp up those tensions and divisions is to slow down. And that seems really countercultural because we live in a society, as I've said, that prizes efficiency in many ways. That's the driving force behind technology in general is this efficiency and this speeding up. But by slowing down, we can seek to understand how these tools work. I think one of the, the amazing things about marketers and those who are doing this type of work is that they often spend countless hours trying to understand how the algorithms work, trying to understand what type of content will be promoted, because often these algorithms are kind of black boxes. We don't totally understand it. I can't tell you how many uh, web posts or blogs or conferences have been hosted on trying to understand Twitter's algorithm or trying to understand Facebook's new algorithmic change and how that affects content distribution and affects kind of our marketing bottom line. While we won't always have the ability to understand them in the fullness, we can try to learn how these tools were developed, not just simply how to maximize engagement and clicks. As we said, it was, it's often tempting to spend countless hours and to learn all the tips and tricks about how to craft messages in order to meet what the algorithm prizes, but what if we took a similar approach and asked if we should even be using particular tools, given how they can affect others and how they can shape the conversation? In this, we can ask questions like, how is that data being collected? How is our message or marketing plan playing to the cultural moves of the day? And what's our actual goal in this project, in this marketing plan? Is it to edify others and build them up and to resource them? Or could it be simply and sometimes subconsciously a desire to build bigger platforms, to have more reach, or to be able to fundraise off of these things, off these divisions and uh, tensions in our society in order to increase a, a marketing line or increase our budgets? One of the biggest takeaways that I hope that you have from today is that technology has a profound effect on us, shaping us in countless ways for good and for evil. And often we're tempted to believe that these tools are solely designed in order to reach more people or to help us to engage with them. But we must not fail to realize that first and foremost, these platforms that we can use for God honoring purposes were in many ways originally designed to increase the bottom line and to make money. 
not only for the marketers themselves, but even the platforms. And this doesn't mean that we reject technology or that we become Luddites, but it does cause us to think ethically and to think biblically about how we decide to use these tools and how we tr- and how we seek to ask these questions in an age that prizes efficiency and speed, often over quality and the dignity of others. So often I'm asked, and there's a lot of literature out, is marketing even morally permissible? because it seemed to take advantage of certain things in order to promote certain causes. And I do think it can be used when it's pursued with the right intentions, obviously honoring humanity of those that we seek to introduce our services, our content, and our products. But one of the things that I, I hope that we take away from today is to be thinking about how we're using these tools and why we're using these tools to slow down and to think biblically and to think ethically about the impact and the shape um, of how not only just How do we increase our engagement? But who are we engaging? What are we doing to them? How are we edifying and building them up? Because recapturing this ethic of human dignity is really central to Christian ethics in general, but really central to a lot of the digital age and the platforms that we we use today. It's a constant battle because many of these tools, as I've said, were designed to exploit others and to take advantage of them in the name of the bottom line. But we as believers, especially we as those who are serving in ministry, should be championing the dignity of every individual, including their personal privacy, in order instead of just relegating them to a box to be checked, a vote to be counted, or even a dollar in our bank accounts. And sometimes this very well may mean not using certain predictive tools or ad-based platforms or certain types of platforms because of the way that they're being used and the way that they're being exploited. And this sometimes mean that we lose a percentage on our growth or our click-through rate or our page views or even the inventory that we sell. But the question that I think is central to ethics and kind of ethical engagement in the digital age is can't not just can we do something, but should we? And if asking that means we might lose something in the short term, know that we are championing the dignity of our fellow image bearers and we can rest in the promise that we will have more riches in the the next age to come as we read about in Matthew 6. And so I just really appreciate the time to be able to share with you today. I really look forward to the panel and asking some questions and uh, dialoguing a little bit about these important topics. Wow. Was that good or what? I know I was challenged personally just by the need to slow down and to be continually asking the question, just because we can do it, does that mean we should do it? Jason's talk reminded me of one of the classic books that uh, I encourage everybody who's involved with digital communications to read. It's called Technopoly by Neil Postman. Neil Postman is not a believer, but he shares some incredibly insightful thinking just around how we think about technology. I just wanted to remind you about the 2021 benchmark study and the scorecard that goes with it. In this, you'll be able to learn some of the best ways to innovate in your digital space. The scorecard, you'll be able to see exactly how you compare with others and identify the next best action for you to take. We're giving both the benchmark and the scorecard which is both a $200 value, we're offering these for free. So you can go to 5q.com slash scorecard. That's F-I-V-E-Q.com slash scorecard. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, keep learning, keep growing, and keep impacting your world for Christ.